0: Well, today is week two of our journey through the book of Acts. And if you haven't already done so, go ahead and grab whatever copy of the scriptures is most convenient for you, whether it's an app on your phone, or maybe it's the Bible tab on this online gathering platform, or maybe it's a hard copy of the Bible. Would you turn with me to Acts chapter one? Now, while you find your way there, I do want to mention that if you find that you are interested in engaging more in our study of the book of Acts, I want to invite you to join one of our communities where we will be going into more depth with this content. You can click the connect with us button here on our online gathering platform, or you can simply go to community.clarity.church. You can also go to claritychurch.org forward slash Bible tools. I almost got that wrong. Uh, and, and, and you can find the study and discussion guide we use at our community gatherings, as well as supplemental resources to our study of the book of Acts. Now. We don't do this every week, but since our passage today connects very much to last week's passage, uh, here's what I want to do. Let's start from verse 1 of Acts chapter 1, and let's read together through verse 11. So here we are, Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions to the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after he had suffered. He also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which he said, You have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven. And suddenly, two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand up? Why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Today, we start in verse 9 of Acts chapter 1. And the first thing we have to address is the word, this, that Luke uses here. In verse 9, he says this. After he, Jesus, had said what? This. What is this? Well, uh, just to recap, in Acts 1 verses 4 to 8, Jesus tells his disciples to do what? To wait for the Lord's promise, which we learned is the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure that there were probably some of the disciples who heard Jesus give them a great mission and then ask them to wait that were saying to themselves, like, Wait. (laughs) You just defeated death, and and now we know you are God, and, and you want us to wait. I mean, people are dying and going to hell, and, and we need to get organized, Jesus. We we gotta start writing some books, you know, maybe recording some podcasts, maybe posting to, to social media that, that Jesus Christ is Lord. <laughs> now, Jesus says wait because he knows. That for every person through whom God is going to accomplish his mission in the world, there is a temptation to believe that we have been called to do something for God or, or do something on behalf of God. When in reality, it is God himself that wants to accomplish a work. And, and he is looking for a people that are, are willing to submit and, 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 and yield all of life, not to accomplishments, but to obedience. So Jesus says, uh, wait and receive God's Spirit. That's because in, in, in every chapter of the book of Acts, there's, there's an unavoidable sense that, that the church is, is following the leading of God's Spirit. It is God's Spirit that, that moves people. It is God's Spirit that is working in and through people. It is God's spirit that is multiplying and is moving believers so that the mission of changing people's lives with the gospel is accomplished against all odds. The question is this, have you given yourself to God? Have you submitted, have you yielded yourself to him to his spirit now not to give the all away i mean if you've read the book of acts you already know this um, you you know that it doesn't really have a, a a real ending at the end we find the apostle paul going off to rome to preach the gospel only to do what end up in prison and and then then it just ends like a cliffhanger why does it do that because Acts is not just a record of how the gospel and the early church grew against all odds. Acts is the prelude to the work of the gospel that, that really you and I who, who follow Jesus today are an active part of. And, and whether you realize this or, or not, the book of Acts proves that until Jesus comes again, the Spirit of God is Always moving believers into the lives of those who are disconnected from God to complete God's great commission. And, and what is that great commission? Well, it's what we read last week. It's really what, what Matthew recorded Jesus saying to his disciples after he rose from the dead. Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20 says this. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So when Luke records Jesus telling the disciples that they they will be a witness to the ends of the earth, he is reinforcing the reality that that it is God who is wanting to accomplish uh, really the work of spreading the gospel and growing his church. And this is really, really, really important because, uh, listen, don't misunderstand. Jesus is called to go as, as a call to be accomplished. Uh, Jesus is not interested in our accomplishments. Jesus wants our obedience. Go, <laughs> not because it proves your worth, Go uh, because it proves who Jesus is to the world. Go because your daily submission and obedience to God's spirit through God's word uh, um, proves that God works to make things that were once dead, brand new and alive. So uh, anyways, back to our text. Luke writes this in Acts uh, chapter 1 verses 9 through 10. And he says this, verse nine. After he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven. I don't know what it takes for you to be caught gazing. I don't know this for sure. But if I were one of the disciples, I could imagine that they were thinking of maybe all the memories they had. With Jesus, or maybe as they were, they were gazing into the sky, uh, seeing Jesus be lifted up out of their sight. Um, maybe they began to feel, uh, some kind of sorrow or, or fear, or, uh, maybe they were caught gazing like, like I do in, in, into the night sky at the end of a, a fireworks show, uh, saying, uh, is this it? Like, there's gotta be more, right? Luke goes on to say this in in verse 10. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read the scriptures, I sometimes like to read in between the lines for really mostly my own enjoyment. Now, I'm not saying this is, is what really happened because I can't prove it, but I know that the scripture says that the angels obey the Lord's commands. So I can only imagine that, that Jesus, as, as he was being taken up uh, into heaven, he, he looked back and, and <laughs> maybe did a double take, like, <laughs> and, and and, he, and he's like, what are they doing? And, and, he, and he and he saw his disciples there, just kind of like gazing. <laughs> and he has to tell a couple of his angels to go to go back down there and, and tell them to stop gazing, to to stop looking at really what was, uh, to stop looking at the accomplishments of the past and begin focusing on the work that God wanted to accomplish in and through them. In. The present. And really, this is the point of our passage today. There are great things that God wants to accomplish in and through your life. But if we want God to accomplish much, even against all odds, we can't be caught gazing. A month ago, I started getting emails from LinkedIn saying congratulations on your work anniversary. I had actually totally forgotten that it was May of 2013 that I was officially called by Northridge Fellowship in Rogers and Grace Fellowship here in Brooklyn Park to plant a new church that was to be called Clarity Church. And if I'm not careful... I could be caught gazing at all the wonderful things that God has accomplished over the years. Statistics say that 30 to 40% of church plants don't survive past three years. And and I could get caught gazing about how we survive. (laughs) I could get caught gazing at at our gatherings and 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 how awesome our church is at serving one another and and you know whether it's in kids ministry or hospitality or worship or AV, I could get caught gazing at the, at the numerous times uh, even visitors from from both unchurched and, and and sometimes visiting pastors on vacation who have really. Left positive comments about the quality of our musicians and the tech crew or, or the impressive setup we used to do week after week after week after week. After week. And, and if there's anything I have learned, listen, if there's anything I have learned in my life, it's this. When, when you are paying more attention to what was than what needs to be done now. You can be tempted to, 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 to define success as maintaining the status quo. After all, right, if it ain't broke, don't what? Fix it. Listen, we never started Clarity so that people who call themselves Christians could gather weekly in some rows. We started Clarity because we believe that, that God has a mission to to. Extend adoption to to more and more people, and we started clarity so so that disciples could be made and and sent as missionaries into the everyday rhythms of of their lives to to make disciples, and and we believe that God wanted to start a church that was really dedicated to the mission of helping people disconnected from God from all walks of life with really all kinds of backgrounds and experiences from within our circles of influence to help them cut through all of the fog of what culture and and even church people themselves have portrayed Jesus and his gospel to be so that people could see Christ with clarity and be given the opportunity to be invited into a life of true joy and true peace that God had planned for all of creation even before the foundations of the world began. Now while this passage of scripture is explicitly about God's corporate call to his church to, to be witnesses of his gospel filled with his spirit to, to make disciples of, of, of all nations. I, I think there is an opportunity for each one of us individually to ask this question. what finds me gazing what what finds you focusing on the the smaller things and keeps you f- distracted from from the bigger vision that god has for your life what is it that god is telling you to do but do you want to get stuck in the details oh god I know I know I know you want me to 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 do this and to do that but you know corona <laughs> Oh 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 god oh god I I know you want me to to share the gospel more and more but I don't I don't know I don't know enough of the bible I I I, I just I don't know I, I I need to pray more I I need I need to learn more Or maybe you're saying, oh, God, I I know you want me to be more generous with my time, generous with my energy, generous with my resources. But I was looking at the math and I was gazing. As one pastor I know likes to say a lot, uh, sometimes when you focus too much on the math, you miss the mission. When you get stuck in the details, you can miss the destiny that God is calling you to. Yes, the scripture teaches that a responsible person, you know, counts the costs. But listen, at some point, the responsible person obeys. And when you read God's word and you listen to his voice in the context of a life of prayer, what is God calling you to? And listen, don't get caught gazing. God is wanting to accomplish great things in and through you. Even against all odds.
1: I've been wrestling with purpose. What was I created for? I'm more than what you see on the surface. See beneath my skin and scars, I'm skinned and scarred, marred and twisted, scarred by the past I need to be lifted. And sometimes I question my own existence. What was I put here for? In my seams, it seems that there seems to be more. It's like I'm a light, unplugged from the socket, I mean, do I really exist to put money in my pocket? This nine to five feels like a nine to nine. My mind entwined, I pass the time. Life circles me as I wait. What is my estate? I feel like I was made for something great, and yet I can't quite put my finger on it. But when I look at my fingers and I see their design, I realize I'm one of a kind, and something created me. No, someone created me And that someone made me for a reason Even though it's clear the past years have been treason I still sense this drawing, this calling that even in the midst of my falling There was someone who died to pick me up Someone who rose to fix me up Someone who's coming back to lift me up And that someone is Jesus See, God made me for a purpose And when I delight in Him, it's brought to the surface.
0: If you're someone watching today who isn't sure you believe everything you've heard about Jesus and the Bible, if you are someone who has never or maybe is currently not committed to submitting all of life to Jesus as Master and Savior. Listen, I-, I want you to know that you also were made for something great. Maybe you didn't connect with this vision that uh, that God wants to reach people that are far from Him with the gospel through your life as a disciple. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, there is something inside of you that does say, I know my life is more than what I have been gazing at. I wanna, if this is you, I want to invite you into to the journey of following Jesus with us. And by the way, you, you don't have to say a prayer to, to begin following Jesus. You don't even have to believe everything that you've heard about Jesus and the Bible. In fact, catch this. Most of Jesus' disciples didn't believe that he was the Son of God, like truly, until after the resurrection. Yet, Jesus looked at them and he called them his disciples. I want to encourage you to make a commitment to join us, if this is you, to join us each Sunday to investigate the history of the gospel and the early church through the scriptures and learn for yourself what a life totally submitted to God could look like, even against all odds. Or maybe, maybe you are ready today. Maybe, maybe you are ready to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you are ready to confess with your mouth that you believe that God sent His Son Jesus to 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 die for your sins. Maybe, maybe you are ready to believe in in your heart that God's sacrifice secured your freedom, and and you are you are ready to to no longer be a slave to living life your way for your will and your glory, but that you, that now you are ready to live life God's way according to God's will. For God's glory. If that's you. (laughs) If if it feels like I'm like talking to you. And and you want to become a follower of Jesus. To enter into a relationship with him. And accept his gift of forgiveness. I I, want to invite you to uh, digitally (laughs) raise your hand. By by clicking on the button here on this online platform. And and let us know that, that you have committed your life. To Jesus and whether or not you decide to to click that button if you if you want to begin to follow Jesus I would like the opportunity I would be honored to have the opportunity to pray with you and join you in, in telling God where you are at in the decision to make Jesus the master and savior of your life in fact there's a lot of people who love and follow Jesus that are are, are listening with you today that are, are convinced that if we believe and, and decide in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are saved. So let's just all pray this together with those who are committing their lives to Jesus today. Would you pray with me? Dear God, I confess to you that I have sinned against you. But God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to live, die and rise from the dead for my sins. Thank you, God, for forgiving my sins. And now I commit to following you with all my life. Amen. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, I just want to ask you one more thing. I just want to ask really just one more thing of you. If you clicked to raise your hand that you committed your life to Jesus, uh, you should see a connect with us button. If for some reason uh, you, you, you can't see that, uh, here's what I want you to do. Go to yes.clarity.church. Listen you just made the most important decision of your life. And and when you make a decision like that, it requires some information. So when you fill out that online form, you allow us to connect with you some extremely important resources and and really next steps to get you started on what is the most important journey of your life. So from my home to yours, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for spending time of your weekend, for spending uh, really a part of your weekend with us. Stick around if you're interested in, in hearing details about our game plan for moving forward uh, towards in-person gatherings. Also, it uh, goes without saying, I'm inviting you to join us next week again as we continue through our study of Acts. And listen, feel free to bring a friend. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. God bless you guys. See you next week.